How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news update for Wednesday, November the 18th. Uh, thank you for your patience while I was away yesterday. I am hard at work on an essay, which is going to be wrapped up this Friday. Nonetheless, let's talk video games. Uh, first things first, we're going to talk even more numbers, which uh, isn't as intense as it was on Monday, but there's still some pretty cool tidbits here. First of all, Ubisoft has now confirmed that Assassin's Creed Valhalla has now sold more units in its opening week than any previous game in the franchise. It is also their most successful PC launch in history across all franchises, which is pretty cool. Next, uh, it's been confirmed that Fall Guys has sold over 10 million copies on Steam. Interestingly, this one was actually revealed by Unity and not anybody who made the game. Uh, they recently entered the stock market and wanted some nice numbers. And I mean, we knew the game has been doing well for a while. Obviously, at one point, it's the most downloaded PS Plus game in history. But this is always nice to see. And then finally, Paradox Interactive reported on their quarter three financials with extremely high revenue and profit increases, 75% uh, and 102% year-over-year, respectively. And this was largely driven by the release of Crusader Kings 3, which has sold over 1 million units, which I think is pretty impressive considering it was on the Game Pass for PC. CEO Ebba Jungrud talked about how its success has been, you know, kind of the payoff of investing in the brand over multiple years and iterations, and that's something they've seen success with in a number of their games. Looking forward, they're going to be publishing the strategy RPG Empire of Sin from Romero Games, which seems to be shaping up quite nicely. I think it looks pretty cool. After long wait and, of course, lots of complaining, Animal Crossing players are now going to have the ability to transfer your save file to a different Nintendo Switch console. So as part of the upcoming winter update that's going live on Thursday, you're going to be able to move... Uh, the entire island to a whole new console, or an individual resident who is not the main character. With the idea there being that, you know, if you started your character on somebody else's island, you can now take that onto your own on a different Switch. It's interesting, I'm not seeing a lot of people talking about this, and it was one of the big complaints of the game prior to it coming out. And there's still issues, right? You know, why can't you move the main character wherever you want? And why can't there be multiple islands on one Switch? But nonetheless, it's a step in the right direction. The update on Thursday also brings a swath of content, which is going to add Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Eve-themed items. And they are also expanding the home storage to 2,400 slots, which is up from the previous max of 1,600 slots. Fun stuff. The final addition to the Halo Master Chief Collection has just been added to PC. It's Halo 4. So as usual, this includes the full campaign and multiplayer. And then they've also added the Spartan Ops, which was a Halo 4 mode, basically a co-op campaign that carries on from the original. That is not all, though. They've also added input-based matchmaking so that people with controllers are not getting squashed by keyboard and mouse players. And they have full cross-play across all games and modes. So if you're on PC, you can play with your Xbox friends. Now that the collection is complete, they are planning on adding some more features down the line, but unless they are going to retroactively add games to it as time goes on, you know, if Halo 5 ever ends up in the collection, uh, it's pretty well done at this point. Congrats to that team. It's, it's been, uh, I'm sure, very hard work for them. Okay, and the last thing that I'd like to mention here, it's an indie game that I think you should have your eye on. It's called Call of the Sea. And we now know that it's going to be releasing on December 8th. This one originally caught my attention during one of the many digital conferences that happened in the summer. Uh, but basically, it is the story of a woman in the 1930s who is in search of her husband who is lost at sea. So it's this mystery adventure game that takes place on an island. 
It looks really, really cool. The visual presentation is quite stunning. And this is a debut game, so hopefully the gameplay will be able to match its visual aesthetic, which is really quite impressive. Again, that's called Call of the Sea. Definitely give it a look. And there you have it, folks. That's today's news. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd also like to thank Minerva for leaving me a five-star review. And I'm going to be back tomorrow with the news, if everything goes according to plan, uh, with my writing. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, once again, just a huge thank you for your patience. You know, I, I wasn't here on the weekend. I wasn't here yesterday. Uh, life is almost done being chaotic. You know, I've been talking about this essay for a long time. You, you probably remember me talking about it last month. And really, that's the, if, I've pretty much been working on it since last month because I only have so many hours in the day. You know, if I was many other students in my program who was taking everything totally seriously, I probably would have had to have dropped out by now. And this is the first major assignment that I've had to take seriously, like actually seriously, this year, where, you know, I'm spending hours and hours and hours on just making sure this one project goes well, whereas many of the other assignments are, you know, a couple of hours. And so now that I'm in the final week of writing this thing, it's basically like my whole day is dedicated to getting this essay done. And then once it's done, I'm going to be fine. And I'm spending most of my days just daydreaming when I'm no longer in school, and I'm possibly doing this full-time, or, or some other job that does not require me to think critically about 9-11 conspiracies, which is what my essay is about. Anyway, yeah, not much is new with me. That's, that's pretty much my life. Uh, all the gaming that I'm doing is Skate 3. I mentioned that the other day. Basically, just need to turn my brain off. Uh, Zuma, and otherwise it's sleep, work, TGO, sleep. Looking at the news today, uh, I will say... I was really surprised about this Animal Crossing thing not getting more attention. Like, I've been looking on the subreddits and Twitter and stuff like that. And again, it's not like a major overhaul. It's not like they're letting you have multiple islands on one Switch, which would be awesome. However, they are coming in and saying, hey, you can, you know, if your Switch gets destroyed, you haven't permanently lost your island. That's a big deal. I'd be very curious to know what their player counts are like these days. I feel like a lot of people, uh may have dropped out of it after getting the comfort of it in the beginning with the with the pandemic, right? And then, you know, it's the type of game where you can immerse yourself fully into it and just live your entire life in that game for the rest of time. That's what a lot of people did with New Leaf. Or it's going to show its repetition to you at a certain point. And then once that happens, how often do you go back, right? So I'd be fair, I'd be interested to know how many people actually are sticking around from the beginning and perhaps still buying the game for the first time even. That'd be interesting to see. And then hopefully these new features that they're adding are actually getting some use. I mean, I'm sure they are. It's Animal Crossing. It's a popular game. I guess I'm just interested in how things have changed. Anyway, that's going to do it for today. Thank you for joining me. Uh, back with the news tomorrow. Farewell. <laughs>